What's up, Hyperfast Nation? On this episode of the show, we're bringing you another episode from the 2023 Hyperfast Agent Summit that was held in October in Arlington, Virginia. And on today's episode, we have a top agent panel. It was hosted by Michael Rivero from Top Shots Marketing. Michael is a world-class marketer, speaker, and trainer who's helped thousands of real estate agents. On the panel, he interviews three real estate team leaders. Each of these uh, team leaders has sold hundreds of millions of dollars in volume. Uh, Jay Caputo, Jason Shepardak, and Candice Ostroff. Welcome to the show. Let's go. I'm going to bring to the stage uh, Jay Caputo first. We got Jay Caputo. Where are you at? He's coming. And then we got Jason Chapardak from Shepherd Homes. And last but not least, we got Candace Astroth with Perfect Choice Real Estate. focal point okay so we'll let them have that and I'll sit here like Ellen the generous or something you look like Ellen thanks man all right and I just need to ask each and every single one of you for your permission really quickly is it okay if I use some really good laid-out questions that I wrote down for these guys okay because if I go off memory, I'll ask about like how they're using marketing and then I'm going to make it a whole hype show for me. <laughs> so first and foremost, just by a show of hands, how many people here are looking to either join a team or grow a team of their own? Okay, so this is the kind of people that we want to actually listen to, okay? Well, so with that being said, first question is an easy question. Am I tripping? Okay. So first question, and we're going to start right here with Jay. Who are you? What do you do? What makes you unique? Let's get the introductions out the way. Hi, guys. My name is Jay Caputo. Um, I own a boutique real estate brokerage called Brushstroke Properties based in Falls Church. Um, I was a chef for 24 years before I got into real estate just over five years ago. Um, so I just kind of have a different mentality and mindset about work ethic and stuff like that. So um, I guess that's what makes me unique. There you go. You guys should see his cooking. It's so good. Um, and taste it, too. So next barbecue. We got Jason Chapardak. Who are you? What do you do? What makes you unique? Hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Jason. I run the Shepherd Homes group. Um, I was a international figure skater, ice dancer for a long time, so I can do like fun stuff like this and hold it here. Um, I was a store manager at Target. If you shopped at Potomac Yards, I was the guy that made sure your diapers were out of stock. Sorry about that. But then I started my real estate career as a store manager at Target and sold about $75 million in real estate my last year working full time. Started the Shepherd Homes Group, and this year we'll do close to a quarter of a billion in sales this year. Woo. Woo. Candace? Hi, everyone. Um, I've never been a performer, but <laughs> um, growing up, one of the things that was very true to me was, and it's a life event that I went through as a young child, and 
one of the things I learned was having someone's back and being there for them and understanding and listening to them. And so that's just been my core values growing up and it's a big piece of who I am today and that's who Perfect Choice is. So I'm Candace Ashtoff, the founder of Perfect Choice Real Estate and our core values here at Perfect Choice are listening, protecting, and being there for our client. Very cool, thank you Candace. With that being said, who here wants to make more money in the next 12 months? Who wants to have more deals? All uh, of us, right? Ooh. We're yeah. all here for that. So with that being said, my first question is, what are some strategies or techniques that you have found that are most effective right now going into the new year? And we'll start with, yes, Mr. Chapperdack. Is the question to make more money? Yeah. So how, what are some strategies or techniques that you're using right now to find more deals in this market? To find more deals. Well, um, I think everyone's got like a core competency, right? So if you look at your business and say, what am I best at? I guarantee you everybody's got something where a core part of their business comes from. Yes or no? Raise your hand. Yes? Right? So I think for us, we said, okay, well, what are our top five competencies? Like in order of like most deals to least deals in our top five categories. And then we doubled down and had a really intense business strategy in all those top five and said, well, if we can increase our top five by 30%, what would that do to our business instead of trying to implement 10 new things, right? Who here gets like an advertisement for a new lead source every day? Everyone, right? So instead, we just went back and said, what's our top five? How do we draw our top five better and improve on those with a real strategy? And we saw huge growth this year. We thought 37% increase in sales year over year in this market with that strategy. That's awesome. That's really good, Jay. Um, it's really just a reiteration of what you're doing. Um, we also dial really deep into the locations that we're really successful in. And so we take the um, lead gen sources that we're good at and the locations that we're great at, and we combine those two things together and dove really deep, and we too are about 30% up this year. Candace? I think um, what we're really focusing on is identifying who we are and our brand, and making sure that the agents also believe it. So whenever they're going out there and they're interviewing with their clients and they're having that initial call, they're able to really sell themselves because that's essentially what you're doing, right? If you believe in what you're doing and what you're selling, which is yourself and your services, having your client believe in you and trust you is the biggest thing, right? So being able to do that, but then also doubling down on what you're good at. And I think what Perfect Choice is good at is our sphere. We're good at loving on our people and getting referrals. So making sure that that's the cheapest lead, right? Your past clients, your sphere, who you know. If you can really love on your people and, and get them to, and train them to refer you business, I mean, you're gonna be doing well there. Very good. So some things that I got from that was, first and foremost, focus on what you're good at. Focus on kind of like what we would call your unique ability double down on that process until you're really good at it and identify who you are so that it's a lot easier for you to identify with the clients that you do wanna work with. Has anyone here ever worked with somebody that they wish they never had worked with, <laughs> right? So when you have an understanding of who you are, the type of clients that you want to attract, and most importantly, what that message is that you want your clients and customers to also you know, showcase and to value, then it gets easier to have conversations and actually be around the right right tribe of people. So with that um, said. One more thing. Okay. Um, talking about the sphere, 
you know, I think a lot of people say, oh, I love all my sphere, I love all my past clients and stuff like that. But we have systems that are really effective at doing that. And if you implement the systems, it will help you create more deals. If you're just like, oh, you know, I should reach out to so-and-so, you know, that's not good enough and that's not repeatable. And so you have to have a system in a manner in which you do it in order to create predictable income. That's really good. And it kind of leads into my next question because the past three years, a lot of people got lucky and a lot of people got into the industry and they made money and then came November of last year, we saw some differences across the market, unless you're these guys, right? And what we realized by looking from like the outside in is there's a key difference between an agent that comes into this business in this industry as a W-9, as a W-9, as a contractor, and a person that actually comes in here to actually build a business. So can you tell us a little bit about your journeys from going maybe as a solo agent into like having that thought or idea of, no, actually being a solo agent's not it, I want to build a team, and what that journey was like for each of you. Candice? Well, I always knew I wanted to build a team. Um, when I, well, not when I first got started in real estate, but I've been selling real estate since I was 21. Um, and I've sold real estate across the country. I'm a military spouse. So I've rebuilt my career. This is the third time. Um, and I actually got started in this market at the very end of 2019. Um, did not know COVID was happening or coming or on the horizon. Um, finally established Perfect Choice Real Estate in 2020. And then boom, March of that year, COVID hit. And I was like, this is what I'm doing, it doesn't matter. I'm putting my head down and we're sticking to it and we're pushing strong. And so what should you be doing in the next three years? I mean, and with what we've been doing, I mean, I think it's just keeping your nose to the grind and making sure you're following up with your people and doing what you should be doing. Yeah, I would say you really got to ask yourself, do, you, do I want to run a team? And is there a benefit to running a team? I think for a lot of people, when you start, uh, you have to drive by personal production. If you don't have personal production, I, in my opinion, if you're not doing more than $25 million a year, you're not ready to even consider that, right? Because once you start to hit $25 million, you start needing admin support to help. If anybody's hired an admin, right? $60,000 a year for that admin. You spend a bunch of months, and by the time you hired them, you've trained them, then they might quit, and you're back to reset, and then you lost sales because you're trying to hire an admin and I've met so many people and coached so many people where it's just so hard to build that team that it might not always be worth you worth it for you and it also really affects lifestyle so then there's the benefit of saying there's so many teams emerging so many amazing people out there that can carry your business forward if you just join a team and plug into their systems what would your lifestyle look like both time and income in that environment and I think that's a decision a lot of people need to make um, when we all started teams, I can't speak for them, but, when, but for me, I ended up working like 30 to 40% more starting the team than as an individual realtor and had to drive individual production and reinvest my income into the business. So for you guys, if you're thinking about, well, what is my life goal? I would just say, what's an income goal? What's the number of transactions needed to reach that? But then also leverage what time you want to spend in your life running your business to create that goal. And if that is in line with building a team, then go for it. But if it's not, have a conversation with the team leader now and have the opportunity cost analysis of what it's like to join a team versus not and then make a decision is what I would do. I just think it has to be incremental. Um, you know, I got really busy as a solo agent and the team leads were like, start a team, start a team. I'm like, cool, that sounds great. And I didn't know what I was doing when I started the team. And so I actually, you know, I got a couple agents and we screwed it up and we went back to the beginning and then built it the proper way. Um, 
So make sure you know what steps you should be taking. Get busy as a solo agent, add an admin, and then start thinking about what other places you can add to leverage your money into more time for yourself. So whether it's a buyer's agent or a showing agent, you know, anything like that. Um, but you have to do it incrementally. If you think running a team is super cool and you're going to make commissions off of people, that's not really what it's about. It's about um, creating something that's sustainable that everybody can feel proud about working in. They want to come to work each day and everybody's part of something bigger than themselves. I think also it's, it's what is your value proposition? Like why would an agent want to join you and be on your team? What can you give? Because if you can't give them the proper training, resources, guidance, and all of those things, do not start a team. Very true. And I learned that lesson myself going through from, we started our business in 2019, going into 2022. At some point in time, it became really fancy to hire just a bunch of people because it feels good to have all these people on your team. And funny enough that 20% of them did the work, 80% of them just sat around and collected a check, right? So it's really important to understand your value proposition. It's really important to just let this process compound in and of itself so that you can find the right people, the right tribe. And it's really important for me, I would say, what I've seen with each and every single one of your teams is getting people bought into the vision of what this looks like, not just in the next 12 months, but in the next 18 months, and even going as far as like the next 25 years, because then any hurdles really become a speed bump, right? So with that being said, um, over the past year, at least over the past four years, we've seen a massive change in the way that agents market themselves across every social media platform, both print, any sort of marketing, right? So how have you guys adapted and adopted new lead generation tactics to stay ahead of the competition? I, I hired you. Uh, <laughs> I too hired you. Um, it's what, when I first got in the business, I was a chef trying to sell real estate and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And so um, I tried to figure out what I was good at and apply those techniques to real estate and eventually I figured out that I was great at open houses. And I built my business off of open houses, like I was getting tons of clients and, and doing a ton of sales through that. But then COVID happened and you couldn't do open houses, right? So I had to figure out how to replace that income without actually physically being in the house. So I really leaned heavy into digital marketing, um, hired these guys and going forward that's like, virtually all I want to do because I don't want to host open houses anymore. So really quickly before we move on. So with the open houses, a lot of people are like, if I were an agent today, the first thing I would do is just when I host open houses and make sure that I have a system in place to get people from the open house into my system. Can you tell us a story about the latest open house you had where you just magically ended up with like, what was it, like three checks? Um, Hosting an open house is good, but being efficient and um, getting leads from the open house, that's where the sauce is, right? So I just figured out what I was good at in the system that I use to talk to people um, and try and help them. You know, very quickly you have to get people to realize that you're there to help them. You're not there to sell them. Or you're not just going to sit in the corner and be like, let me know what the house, if you like it, you know. Um, and then once you get those people, you got to put them into some sort of follow-up system, CRM, and you actually have to do the follow-up. And so 
you know, I wanted to increase my um, average sales price, so I did that by sitting in more expensive open houses. And, you know, working with two and a half million dollar buyers, you, you gotta meet them somewhere. And so I was just able to capture a bunch of leads through that, and they would go and buy and sell, and, and we're working with some really high-end people just from sitting in high-end open houses. Cool. I love this analogy with Nike, right? So if Nike opened up a hotel, could everyone kind of understand what the inside of that hotel would feel like? Raise your hand if that's the case, right? Because it's not the Nike check that's the brand, it's what the brand stands for. It's the expectations of the brand, right? And so when I thought of growing a team or growing something, you know, there's so many realtors look around. There's so many of us. But in the end, the consumer can only remember a feeling or something very consistent. That's why we all remember Nike. So we thought of creating something that wasn't uh, about a person, and we decided on a shepherd, which was uh, a symbol of somebody who guides and protects those they care for. And then over the years, we've evolved our branding, so the word shepherd is really, really big. And now when we go on appointments, people say, oh, you're the shepherd, shepherd guy. Yeah, we're here to guide and protect your family, and we book the appointment. And then all of our marketing has come into that, video collateral, print collateral, messaging, direct email marketing campaigns, and it's the consistency of every form of content and omni-channel advertising that we talked about with social media earlier, print collateral, video collateral, that needs to represent that clear brand recognition, not just something that people see as a sales tactic, but a true brand. I think that's very different. And so I encourage every realtor to say, well, what is the brand that when someone meets you, they think about? Not just what you're standing for, but what they think about. Just like when I said, well, what a Nike hotel looked like, you all knew. That same concept in your business, I think, is a massive change, and it's a huge investment. And if you can do that in your business, you'll see a huge impact. Um, how you adopt and adapt lead generation strategies to stay ahead of the competition and as you build your brand. Okay. You got this. <laughs> well, so I did hire Top Shot Pro with Michael. And what he has been really diving into is helping us identify our brand and what we represent at Perfect Choice. And so diving into that, but then also telling our clients about it and then being able to put it out there for the world. I was kind of like a secret agent. I knew my brand, I knew what I stood for, but like you gotta put it out there. Uh, no one's gonna know or believe you until you put it out there for them to see and get it in front of them. Um, so that's kind of... Yeah. No, you've got to put yourself out there. And so that's really what we're working on is just getting in front of the client we want to work with. We have an ideal client set and we know who we want to work with now. And we're trying to get in front of more of those people. Um, we're in that position now, but like when you're first getting started, you want to work with anybody. You will be morph into whatever that person <laughs> needs or wants at that moment. But like when you're starting to grow into this brand development phase of your business, you are really honing in on who you are and what you stand for and then how you get that in front of your your client. I, I believe in this wholeheartedly. Like Each and every one of us are very different, right? We're all in the same business, but we're all in it for different reasons and we're all just very different individuals. It's really important to lean into who you are. Don't try and be somebody else. He and I could not be the same you know, put the same exact message out there, but our messages work for us. And so when I started my brokerage, we called it Brushstroke Properties, because I believe every deal, every client is a blank canvas. And by the end of this transaction or this, um, 
this road, we should have a beautiful painting that they helped create. It's not a deal that, you know, I'm not shoving a house down their throat. I'm not, you know, pushing anything on them. I'm trying to help them get what they want. And so we have the tools to create the brush strokes along the way. It should be a beautiful painting by the end. So we all have different brands but similar philosophies. But I like how you just said tools because I think that that's a really big key feature of whenever you're getting in front of your client and making sure that they have the correct tools to be successful with what their goals are, whether they're an investor or a home buyer or whatever that is, making sure that you have those correct tools and resources in place for them. I love this. So essentially, what I take away from all of this is, and it's very true, like the paperwork that you guys do for your buyers, for your sellers is pretty much the same thing, right? But people are going to choose people. People are not going to work with the big box brokerages or anything like that. They're choosing to work with you. So the way that we've gone ahead as far as talking about how to define your core values and identify what your brand is, is start by paying attention to things that have shaped you till this day, right? They do say that between ages nine and 13 is when we typically form our core values because either we're going to honor something or heal from something. We all have those stories. And if you keep those to yourself, that's a lot of baggage that you're also carrying within yourself and that shows. But when you start sharing that with people and you just let go of the fear of what might they think and you just do it for the sake of the people who do value your opinion, who do value your thinking, it gets easier to find those five-star prospects again, the people that we actually want to work with, not the ones that we're trying to repel. With that being said, for me, the last question, um, and this is my favorite question, is if you were to start over from scratch in 2024, what are the first three things you're working on to guarantee success in the next 12 months? Who's going to take that one? Just starting from, okay. I mean, I think really just when I moved here, I didn't have a database. I didn't have a sphere or past clients. I, I knew no one. Um, so I think that there are a lot of resources here in Northern Virginia that I didn't know about and I should have reached out to try to figure out about like um, networking groups. There are so many around here. I actually just got my, um, one of my good girlfriends got into interior designing and she is consistently at a networking event and she knows so many people that can do so many things. And I'm like, anytime I need somebody to do something, I just call her. But like, I would capitalize on the opportunities that are here in this area, in this market, and then really start building out that database and start working on a referral network harder in the beginning because the cheapest lead or the cheapest business you can get is a referral. And a referral handoff is the easiest close as an agent, right? Love that. I got my top three. So I worked full time. I was a secret agent. I was working 50 hours a week at Target and Target did not know that I was a real estate agent and my clients did not know that I worked at Target. I would change in my office, guys. I was like really lame version of Superman. <laughs> like really lame. The Target version. Nope. Yeah, nope. so nope. much red and khaki. So if I was starting again, right, I would join, I joined a team, I would join the best team I could, and I look back on my career, and I remember working for an agent, um, phenomenal realtor. I learned more working for him in six months than I did in any other time in my real estate career. And I basically worked for him for free. I walked in, I, I found the best agent I could, I said, let me work for you, I'll do whatever you want at whatever split you want for six months, 
and let me learn from you. And I basically made nothing, but that catapulted my career because we can all, we all have the same amount of time, right? And we can all take that time and use it differently. Now, if you joined the number one agent in your marketplace and spent a year with them, who here thinks you'd be more successful or less successful? More. That's a cheat question. Everyone has to raise their hand. So it all goes up, right? More. You're going to learn more. So that's how you use time differently. So I would join the best team and the best realtor and do whatever I could to learn from them as much as I could. And that would be the first thing I do. The second thing that I would do is track data better. I look back and the best thing I ever did, which I could have done better and now I do really well now, is I have tremendous data of every past client, my database, and um, a weekly update on every single contact that I have. I can go back and find the very first transaction I ever did, name, phone number, email, where they are, where they live, their favorite color, and my correspondence with them in my database. If you have that, you won't miss any past clients. I've sold around 700 homes personally um, in the last seven, almost eight years of real estate. Four of my clients have sold without me that I didn't know about, and 11 have sold without me because of a friend or family. Everyone else has sold or bought with me. Pretty amazing data, right? So that'd be the second thing that I do. The third thing that I do is the moment I had the money, if I was not on a team, not on a team, I would hire an admin the moment I could possibly afford it and it will transform your business. And I would hire a licensed admin who could show homes, leverage my time, level up my business. And that's if you can't join a team. Because if you join a team, well, you walk in, you have every resource in the world, zero excuses not to do it except for your own actions. Kind of easy to sell 25 homes, 30 homes in your first year of real estate. If you guys do those top three things, there's no reason why anybody can't sell 20 million a year. It's just a choice. Tough facts to follow. Um, I, I believe wholeheartedly in the database. Um, and so you should be trying to add two to four people a day, not a week, a day to your database, and then systematically following up with them. So whether it's the ninja selling method or any other method that you um, will do, you, you have to have a systematic method to follow up with people. It's plain and simple. Um, so I would start with, uh, like she said, networking, uh, increasing my database, um, tracking, time tracking and time blocking is really important. Um, for me, one of the most important things, everybody's different. So not everybody wants to make 100 phone calls a day or you know, insert lead gen source here. You gotta find something that you like to do and get, be the best person in the history of real estate at that one thing. you know, And then once you're great at that, add another source, add another lead gen source. And so a lot of agents start and stop. I, I think this first speaker was talking about the piece of popcorn, right? You put popcorn in the microwave and you keep opening the door and it won't pop. I mean, it's so true. Real estate agents find the next shiny object, like you were saying, people are sending you, hey, cheap, easy lead gen source, blah, blah, blah. It's all a bunch of crap. Like, the best lead gen source is something you're gonna work your ass off at for an extended period of time until it works. So get great at it and then add another source. And then get great at that and add another source. That's how you grow, grow your business. That's this awesome. is such good advice, guys. Listen to it. I know realtors that have built their business on realtor.com. I know other realtors that can't close a deal on realtor.com. Just as a key example, right? Same leads, different outcome. Jay, phenomenal point. 
Absolutely. So um, I would call it across the board with everything that they just shared. It's just a matter of having a circle of focus. Focus one thing until you become a master at it. Learn to leverage your time by hiring somebody into that process and then get on to the next thing. And I mean, there's, this, there's proof. Tony Robbins says you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You can simply model those who have already done it well. The people who put on this amazing event, they've done it. These people have done it. So you can do it too. It's just a matter of getting really laser focused on the one thing that you're going to do exceptionally well. And the last thing that I'll leave you with is, because I'm a social media marketing guy, right? Uh, so if any of you have ever thought of, I don't know what to post, I don't know what to say, I don't know what to talk about, I don't want to create social media content because I just don't know what to post or say or do or act or just I don't know, there's a QR code right here where you guys can get up to 365 video content ideas that you can go ahead and start implementing into your business right now. Some of them are about your lifestyle, some of them are specifically for buyers, some of them are for sellers, for investors, and everything in between. So from this point forward, over the next 365 days, once you guys download this, I'm going to be checking on each and every single one of you to take action, right? Because it's really good to learn information, but once you implement the information, you actually see the transformation in your business. And remember that you guys are in the transformation business as well. People are going through a really expensive transaction with you, so you're looking to transform their lives, and we owe it to ourselves and everybody that believes in us to do our freaking best. Thank you guys for being here, and thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Hyperfast Agent Show and getting a live look into one of our events. We put these events on multiple times a year. We also do weekly coaching calls uh, through our Hyperfast Agent program, as well as for the agents who join us at EXP Realty. And if you're thinking about making a move, to a brokerage that will allow you to keep more of your commission, become an owner in the company, and build residual income, Carrie and I would love to be your business partners. We will coach you. We will guide you. We will help you scale your real estate team. We'll help you build your revenue share organization uh, because we are truly partners with you when you join us at EXP Realty. And that's why we've become one of the fastest growing groups ever in the history of EXP. If you want to learn more about partnering with us, you can just pick up your phone, your cell phone, send me a text message, 703-638-4393. Yes, it is me that will answer and I'll respond and send you some information and, you know, we can schedule a call on Zoom. All you have to do if you're thinking about partnering with me at eXp Realty or, you know, you just want to compare it to the situation you have now so that you can make a fully informed decision, uh, you just have to pick up your phone, text me at 703 638-4393. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the show. If you did, please like it, give us some comments, leave us a review on iTunes, and share it with other real estate agents. We'll see you next time.